What's going on, everyone? It's Amy J, and today's episode is a little bit heavy, but important nevertheless. I've struggled with mental health issues myself, and I hope that by sharing my story along with some others, and then again, the science, I can continue the growing conversation around mental health. There's social stigmas that still need to be broken, there's struggling beings that still need a voice, and there's real people going through real life-changing issues that need to be acknowledged and treated with respect. Without further ado, let's dive right in. who I know that have been diagnosed with a health condition of some type or another. Many are teenagers or young adults who have dealt with acne and complete an extensive course of Accutane. Some are 50-something-year-old men that have been taking a statin for years to keep their cholesterol down and prevent heart disease. Some are HIV-positive, others have hyperhidrosis, or have even torn an ACL. Most are my own friends, colleagues, and even mentors who are struggling with mental health. Yet, the idea of medication or therapy continues to be a foreign concept to a lot of people around us. Just like your skin or your heart, your brain is an organ. It needs to be cared for. A hormonal imbalance of the brain needs and deserves treatment, just like narrowing arteries, bacteria inhabiting pores, broken bones, or fatigued muscles. So why is society still trying to wrap its mind around why mental health matters? A quick Google search will reveal that depression is, quote, a mental health disorder characterized by persistently depressed mood or loss of interest in activities, causing a significant impairment in daily life. But what that definition doesn't tell you is how complex depression actually is. An article from Harvard Medical School described it in the simplest way possible, and of course, I'm adding a link in the show notes for you. I really want you to read this one. It highlighted that depression is caused by more than just a chemical imbalance in the brain. It's more than an insufficient amount of happiness hormones. In fact, it can be triggered by issues with mood regulation, a genetic predisposition, medications, and stress associated with life events. When it comes to anatomy, studies have shown that those with depression tend to have a smaller hippocampus than those who do not. This is a part of the brain responsible for learning, memory, emotion, and even motivation. Increased stress can directly impact the hippocampus by limiting a process called neurogenesis, which involves the production of neurons. By treating depression with antidepressants, researchers aim to stimulate neurogenesis, and as a result, this ends up producing more hormones to alleviate the imbalance we already talked about. I will gladly admit that I've struggled with mental health myself, and let me tell you, it does not discriminate. Everything in your life may seem to be absolutely perfect, but without motivation and happiness, everything can change before you know it. In the self-improvement world, we often hear about successful CEOs, celebrities, 
and people who seem to have it all. And yet somehow, many, in fact, a lot of them actually, are very unhappy. Just another reason to give others the benefit of the doubt because you never know what the person next to you might be going through. My friend Tim, a student at Georgia Tech, recently did an incredible job of conveying how one's experience with mental health can differ based on one's upbringing and background. He gave a TED Talk titled, Changing the Perspective of Mental Illness in Asian Culture and Society, and you already know I'm linking it below for you to watch later. I hope that many of you will have something to take away from the talk, and if you're going through anything similar to his story, perhaps you'll find a friendly match with what he has to say. Annette from at the burnt out brain also included a recent post on Instagram, which I want to highlight really quick. She creates visuals that are guided by conversations on mental health. And just last week, she asked her followers what they would describe depression as to someone who's never experienced it before. The responses were pretty eye-opening, and I'm going to share a few of my favorites. Depression feels like not recognizing yourself even though you look familiar. Depression feels like a very sick soul and not just a sad heart. And your entire body being physically and emotionally hollow and empty. Tim's story and Annette's illustrations are reminders that we're all social beings with real emotions and real issues. Depression, among other mental health illnesses, is no joke. Let's do what we can as a society to become more accepting of others and empower one another to overcome the greatest of barriers even when the odds appear to be inevitable. If you're listening and you need to hear this, remember you are not alone. Having a mental health illness of some kind does not make you abnormal. You're not weird. These are things that a lot of people go through, and we need to destigmatize these by continuing the conversation on mental health. This week, I encourage you to give others the benefit of the doubt. After a bad interaction with anyone, it becomes so easy for us to blame the other party or to attack them personally. But like I said earlier in this episode, it's difficult for us to know that person's story without taking the time to get to know them and understand where they're coming from. I hope that you'll choose to exude a little more kindness this week and that you'll take the time to learn more about mental health through some of the resources that I mentioned. If you have a second, be sure to visit me on Instagram at BrainMeetsMindPodcast for some weekly inspo. Until next Monday, remember you are loved you are deserving, and you are so incredibly appreciated. I hope you have an incredible week and I will see you in February.